You're listening to Business Extra coming from the Nationals Newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm your host, Kelsey Warner. And today I'm joined by Amr Aidi, head of marketing and operations at Hub 71. A little more than four years ago, Abu Dhabi committed a billion dirhams to support technology startups in a dedicated hub to diversify its economy. And a little more than four years later, we're sitting here. Amr, hi, nice to see you. Hello. Hi, Kelsey. It's good to see you, too. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. Thanks for joining me. And it's just a week after you guys had a fairly big event down there at Almaria Island in your shiny office spaces. We had Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, the chat GPT creator on stage, hosted by Hub71. And I just, before we kind of dig in to what you guys are up to these days, talk to me about the Sam Altman of it all and why Hub71 extended an, an invite while he's on his big global tour. Yeah, thanks for that. So honestly, um, I mean, we were, I'd say it was probably one of the more uh, exciting uh, events that I've ever been involved in. And the fact that we were able to get Sam Altman to uh, to come to Abu Dhabi, to ADGM, and to speak to us in uh, in a Q&A format was, uh, was really, really exciting. And to have him just on stage and, um, you know, that brand association between Hub71, you know, putting my marketing hat on and, and Sam Altman was absolutely phenomenal. Um, honestly, we're still uh, we're still buzzing, you know, from from all the energy and excitement uh, that that uh, event really generated for us. I mean, it was an open forum, open Q and A. People got to ask questions. It did feel really organic, and I really felt there a, a sense of community. Um, there were a lot of there was a lot of backslapping, a lot of hugs, a lot of like VCs rubbing elbows with founders, rubbing elbows with you know the sovereign wealth fund guys. It all kind of felt it felt very Abu Dhabi. It felt very local. Uh, local community, but a real um, test case for the success of the Hub 71 community that you've created there. Thank you. I appreciate that. So look, honestly, I mean, um, you know, leading up to the event, we obviously wanted to understand from him uh, what he was more comfortable with. We had promo- we had proposed a, a moderated uh, a sort of session or format, and he came back and just said, nope, you know, he just wants to get on stage and and be open to, to, to any questions from from the community. So um, the fact that he was willing to do that, I think, was really, really exciting. So, as I mentioned at the top, Hub 71 started with a billion dirham kind of endowment four years ago. It's a government-backed sovereign wealth fund. Mubadala is also involved. And it's a community of tech startups, investors, government and corporate entities, all housed at Almaria Island. You guys have been around a little more than four years. When you started, the goal was 80 to 100 startups in three to five years. You've attracted more than 200 about $500 million in VC funding housed under your roof. Talk to me a little bit, though, about state of play today at Hub71 and what what has been built. And if founders are listening elsewhere in the world, what might they find when they walk through your doors these days? Well, I, th- I think that, um, you know, the uh, what's become very clear to us just in terms of the uh, the quality of startups that we've been able to attract over the past, you know, couple of years has, has really, really uh, uh, shot off. I mean, and I think that's just testament to the uh, to the to the value proposition that a lot of uh, founders and startups see um, uh, from being here in uh, in Abu Dhabi, specifically in, in Hub 71. I think uh, when we launched in back in 2019, um, you know, there was still a lot of trial and error at that at that stage, and um, you know, everything was relatively new. Um, but now that we've you know sort of uh, uh, you know solidified the whole. Um, you know, journey for founders in terms of, you know, being being plugged into uh, a company building program and then giving them access to uh, to corporate partners, uh, VCs, 
um, and, uh, and government agencies and the regulators. I think that value proposition now has become very exciting and interesting for startups from all around the world. So we have about 48 different nationalities. Um, and, um, uh, you know, when you come here to our space, you, you know, you see the diversity, which is, uh, which is always very exciting for us. And, um, you know, uh, and things are, are only, uh, you know, getting uh, more exciting by the day, I'd say. So when it began, the ambition was really to put Abu Dhabi on the map as a leading ecosystem for startups, for startups really that had global ambitions. So if you had a, um, and frankly, it was around the time that Mubadala was heavily involved in uh, SoftBank's Vision Fund 1. So some of the idea was actually that the Vision Fund portfolio companies would come and find a foothold in the MENA region for expansion. Um some of that has happened, but a lot of the portfolio companies now within Hub 71 are outside of the Vision Fund remit. It's gone beyond that initial kind of DNA. But it was the idea that Abu Dhabi, in order for it to realize its potential as a knowledge-based economy, its diversification away from oil, all of that, it really needed to put itself on the map for startups. And so you're headed to Amsterdam tomorrow because Abu Dhabi is ranking now. It's a globally ranked, it's kind of finding its way, going up the rankings. Um, talk to me a little bit about the Global Startup Ecosystem Report from the Startup Genome Organization. Yeah, so, I mean, if uh, for, for some of your listeners who aren't familiar with the Startup Genome Report, um, I'd like to, I mean, I, I basically call it the, the North Star of, um, of, of data and insights um, into startup ecosystems all around the world. Um, and I think that the guys at the Startup Genome Report have done a phenomenal job today at um, you know uh, compiling information and data and insights into um, every uh, ecosystem uh, uh, across the planet. So uh, you know, funny funny stories. But before I joined Hub Seventy One about 15, 16 months ago, uh, the CEO of Hub Seventy One uh, kind of gave me the task of making sure that I work closely with the Startup Genome Report team uh, to ensure that OW was fairly represented because. Um, last year, uh, we uh, fell off the rankings, uh, so we weren't featured in the top 100 emerging ecosystems. Um, and I don't think that was because of, um, you know, the fact that the, uh, that you know, I don't think that it was reflective really of, of the state of our uh, ecosystem here. I think it was just that there wasn't sort of a central point in Abu Dhabi today that was responsible for collecting um, information or relevant information today and uploading it into the deal room platform, which is a platform that they that they use over there. So I was given the task today of, um, uh, of being that central point today uh, on behalf of uh, Abu Dhabi and the uh, wider ecosystem. And as a result of that, I think the, uh, the, that the results you know, speak for themselves. So it was a data story. They needed the data. You needed to dig in to the data. Okay, so what did you find? I mean, the other thing too about Hub71 is what it offers uh, startups when they come here. It's health insurance, it's housing, it's access to venture capital, not necessarily right. guaranteed access to venture capital funding, but an invitation to pitch and share this, share space with VCs. Right. So, I mean, um, so other than just funding, I think the value proposition today has evolved. So initially when we launched four years ago, um, our flagship program, which is called the incentive program, um, was essentially, um, you know, uh, a, a certain amount of money that you would get in a digital wallet that you could use for housing and office space and insurance. Um, but what we've done is that we've evolved that, uh, that that proposition today to whereas you have access to anything that a startup would typically need. So from, um, you know, from, from financial services, legal services, performance marketing, UI, UX. So anything that a, a startup would typically need to kind of 
survive and thrive. Um, that, that's how we sort of evolved that. Um, and in terms of access to VCs, I mean, so that's, again, another one of the uh, kind of uh, key advantages that a lot of, um, you know, startups today can benefit from. So not only do you just come into Hub71 and get plugged into a program, but you have access to right now we have, I think, is it over 32 active VCs and investors within our community as well. Um, another thing that we, uh, another platform that we launched very recently, um, late last year, was called TechBerza, which is our uh, family office platform where we, you know, have brought in um, over 30 family offices to kind of uh, get closer to the uh, 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 to the whole startup ecosystem as well. Um, and that's just a series of initiatives that we do on a regular basis where we showcase the uh, the. Uh, you know the impact, and uh, you know the um, uh, you know just uh, you know the, the the our portfolio of startups to them. So that's also worked well. So there's always constant efforts within Hub Seventy One to bring the investor community uh, closer to our ecosystem, and I think that's fared quite well for us. How are you measuring success at Hub Seventy One? Um, I'd say definitely. I mean, there's there are a lot of different metrics that we look at. So obviously, the quality of startups today, uh, the uh, uh, the funds that they've uh, that they've managed to raise, uh, traction, uh, revenue, uh, those are just some of the things that we look at, and obviously our ability to to retain talent uh, uh, within Abu Dhabi. So today, uh, where I'm uh, very much focused on on retention as a key as a key KPI uh, for for me and my function that I look after. So we don't want startups to come in today and to kind of you know benefit from the uh, the incentive. A program for a year, and then to you know to kind of uh, you know move to a different city. Uh, we want to really retain them in Abu Dhabi, so we look. We're constantly looking at ways of how we can make Abu Dhabi a sticky place for a lot of these founders. And um, I think that we've been quite successful uh, so far, especially when we look at some of our top performing startups. What are some of the things that you're doing to make it a bit stickier? Well, I think that um, you know a lot of collaborations with the free zones, for example, has been. Uh, quite exciting. So for with Mazdar, we signed a, uh, uh, an agreement with them to whereas we can graduate a lot of our climate tech startups into Mazdar today. So after you sort of go through the program um, and after, you know, you, you know, your, your, uh, your incentive uh, is over after a year, um, there is a clear journey today to go into uh, to Mazdar to get plugged into their ecosystem where you'll have access potentially to a fund over there and to, uh, a more competitive, uh, uh, you know, office space, and then obviously access to their kind of a community of, of corporate partners as well. I want to stick on talent for a little while longer and ask you about, sure. so, I mean, Abu Dhabi, the UAE generally, it can be a satellite campus for business development, marketing, and not so much a place where people house their tech technical development teams. What are you guys doing at Hub71 to make sure that you're actually attracting kind of the skills, talent, expertise that Abu Dhabi really is vying for? Well, I mean, I think, look, honestly, I mean, um, attracting talent today is a global issue and it's not just an Abu Dhabi issue. I think that, you know, talent today within the tech space is is limited globally. And I think that when you uh, tap into every ecosystem and if you look at the Startup Genome Report, there's always a a fight for talent. Um, so what I think Abu Dhabi has done really well right now is trying to focus on growing homegrown talent, right? So if you just look at AI, since we we're on the topic of Sam Altman earlier, I mean, if you look at the Mohammed bin Zayed Artificial University, uh, Artificial Intelligence University, I mean, uh, I think they just graduated uh, their first batch uh, uh, a couple of months ago or last month. I mean, you see that there are efforts today to kind of, you know, develop homegrown talent. Um, but we are obviously, you know, on the on the constant lookout for 
you know, you know uh, that talent globally to come to Abu Dhabi and to keep them, to retain them here. Now, in reality today, if you have a startup that has, I don't know, 50, 60, 70, uh, you know, uh, uh, developers, um, a lot of them are not going to be based here in Abu Dhabi. I mean, it's I mean, it's no secret that it is a it's an expensive place, right? It's an expensive city. I think that as long as you have kind of the key, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, resources available here in Abu Dhabi, uh, along obviously with the founders and the, and the broader team, then uh, you know that that's okay for us, you know. And I think that um, you know gradually you will start to see a lot more homegrown talent here, as opposed to always having to rely on just attracting talent from abroad. When you look to other cities, what are you learning from them? And can you kind of name names in terms of the cities that you guys are looking to that have actually created the ecosystems that Abu Dhabi would like to replicate? Yeah, look, I mean, I think that um, we're, we're in the heart. So look, we have these conversations all the time here internally at Hub 71. I don't think that we're really trying to replicate anyone. I think that you look at a lot of the successful, uh, you know, cities around the world when it comes to, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, their, their startup ecosystems. I think we we look at, um, you know, you take bits and pieces that are relevant to us and that, you know, think that, you know, since we're on the topic of Amsterdam, I think what they've managed to do, for example, over the past, you know, 10, 15 years is very exciting. And um, I think that there's a similar story to, to Abu Dhabi in terms of where we are today and kind of where they were over a decade ago. Uh, you look at Singapore, um, obviously, is, is is also quite relevant. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's it's really a kind of uh, uh, a mix and match. You know, there isn't one city I'd say that we'd look at that we want to replicate. I think it's just looking at all the advantages that we have as Abu Dhabi uh, and the resources that we have, um, and then just you know putting something together um, that makes sense for us. What do you think about the marketplace right now? It is a weird time. There's been a lot of value destruction, valuations corrected. There's We've been talking about recession fears now for a year and a half. Um, the run on Silicon Valley Bank, you know, a bank collapsing overnight. These are weird, heady times we're in, not to mention kind of the massive numbers of layoffs we've seen. Um, Ibrahim Ajami, who's the head of Mubadala Ventures, called it recently just kind of a hangover from the pandemic that we're kind of just correcting from kind of that ebullience we had a few years ago. But where does Hub 71 sit in this moment? Is this an opportunity for you guys? Are you feeling the depression? What is Hub 71 feeling in this time? I, I, so I, I'd say actually that we're in a prime position today to be able to attract a lot of you know startups today that are looking for new geographies to expand to because there might be a correction kind of in their respective you know countries or areas where they operate in and that's what we're seeing we're seeing that there's a lot more interest and let me just give you an example here an interesting data point so um, on this last cohort that uh, we just closed we received over a thousand four hundred applications uh, and that's um, twice the amount of applications that we received from the, the, the previous cohort um, and then when we look at the geographies, and the geographies are definitely expanding as well. So there's a lot more interest today um, from uh, uh, from you know from from key geographies. And and again, these aren't startups that um, you know haven't fared well. They are startups that have you know that have shown traction and growth. And I think that they're just looking for new geographies. So to answer your question, I think that we're in a prime position right now to take advantage of you know this uh, this slowdown that's happening uh, globally. I want to ask you my last question is around just sector specific startups. So Hub71 over indexes on the fintech of it all. You've got at least 40 fintechs housed where you're at, 28 health tech and life sciences, 
14 EdTech, 12 Mobility and Logistics. Those are kind of the highest ranking. You guys did mostly stay out of the crypto space, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of AI or Web3 or Metaverse mentioned in your list of startups. Can you just talk about who you're attracting these days and just the, the tech discipline of it all? What what are people specializing in? Sure. So, I mean, I think that, you know, we've always we've always said that, you know, Hub 71 is sector agnostic, but at the same time, we have to always ensure that, you know, our efforts are, are aligned with, um, you know, with all these economic priorities, right? So, as you rightfully mentioned, you know, fintech is obviously important, uh, health tech, ed tech, mobility, climate tech, uh, and, and food tech. Now, just to go back to your uh, to your to your point on um, on Web three crypto. Um, so, as you you know you you might recall, we, you know we did launch our uh, digital assets platform uh, very recently. So we received over, um, and I want to make sure I get this number right. I think it was about four hundred and fifty applications um, for the digital assets funnel. So that's what you know there's obviously a clear uh, focus on that from our side as well and i think that the message is out there as well and that's resonated quite nicely with uh, with the kind of uh, the digital assets players globally as well so we'll have more information about that uh, once we uh, uh, you know we select our our next cohort so you'll definitely see a lot more traction on that side all right we will leave it there good to talk to you and safe travels to amsterdam thank you very much kelsey great to see you That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe wherever you get your audio content. All that's left is to thank my production team and you for listening.